Hibs scored six goals, and it's because Harry fucked off back to London. That's why. Uh, no, Harry, how you doing? Being honest, mate, I've been, I've been been rough, but you know, braving it out for the podcast. I feel I've got some humble pie teats, so you know, it's <laughs> best place to do that's on the pod. Uh, and we're also joined by Ryan and Greg. Uh, so we've got a full house. I don't know, Harry, how long are you are you staying for the full up? I'll I'll do my best to me. I'll see it. See right. Greg, how you doing, my man? Off work for a while. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Um. Don't worry, it's nothing bad. Just had all this take before <laughs> end of the financial year, so all good. Good, Ryan, you good, my man? I am all good. Oh. I'm uh, still coming to terms with the fact that Hibs scored six and kept the clean sheet in the same game. Absolutely wild. I don't think I'll ever ever catch on. Uh, right, we're going to do our usual. We're going to run through questions. Um, do you know we've had a lot of people call us negative and stuff, but I tell you what, the questions don't half dry up when Hibs are good. Eh? Right? <laughs> <laughs> um, so maybe that says more about not just us but our listeners as well. But um, before we go into the questions, um, Ryan, was it just nice to walk away from Easter Road feeling good for a change? Ah, it was good to have that kind of buzz. Um, walking walking back to the car and feel good, and you know. The rest of the weekend that follows on is positive. Yeah. Greg, um, I don't want to throw you under the bus here, but at 3 0 up at half time, what did you send in the group chat? What did I send? Oh, I <laughs> didn't think we were that great, did I? Didn't think um, we were that great. Yes, we've scored three goals. I, I genuinely, but we I have misplaced a couple I, of passes. I'm not even joking. <laughs> I, I actually, yeah. Nah, I was obviously wrong, wasn't I? Um, I just thought that some of the play was a bit sloppy um, at times, but listen, the moment we get beat, the moment we're fucking feeling up at half-time, so really, there, there's no no middle ground. We're always going to be miserable and negative, so just need to get on board with that. Speak yeah. for yourself, man. So, um, Shut up, Ryan. We've not had, I don't think we've had any um, questions come in regarding individual players' performances as such, so... Um, I think what I'd like to do because we have it was a game where a lot of players stood out or maybe a lot of players didn't stand out because everyone performed at a level but um, let's avoid Josh Campbell just now we'll talk about that maybe at the end but Greg who was the one huge standout other than Josh Campbell for you on Saturday um, there was two for me last for one um, well I'll give you two <laughs> um, <clears throat> because I know that I'm guessing Ryan will want to talk about another one, but for me, Joe Newland, Will Fish were outstanding the full game. Um, Joe Newell made two tackles that he clearly won the ball and still gets a free kick against him. Um, he can't do anything right. But listen, I thought that he was superb, and I think he's maybe playing a bit more freely because of Majego, but and I thought he was outstanding um, and well Fish took no prisoners the full game and I don't mind that yeah no I, I was really impressed with Will Fish's um, I think he looked to play when it was on but if it wasn't clearly on and immediately on he got rid of it and um, I, I, I subscribed to Lombard so I've already listened to <coughs> post game stuff I don't know if it's actually out or not but Colin said on there it's really nice to see someone doing the basics right 
and as a defender, you know, watching some because there was a few times he did pull in nice passes, especially in the first half into like McCurdy's feet. But a lot of the time, it wasn't fit scared to just send it long and turn the defense. Yeah. And especially when you've seen how fragile Aberdeen were at the back, turning them was just as good as trying to play through them at any given moment at the weekend. Um, Ryan, who who was a standout or two for you? Um, God, if we all give two and then we come to Josh Campbell, I'm happy, team. I'm happy just to go with one and then that leaves you guys um, enough players left. So I've given this guy a wee bit of criticism over the last few weeks, but I'm going to I'm gonna highlight Harry McCurdy because I thought he really worked his socks off, putting a lot of effort. And I think he offered Cadden that bit of protection uh, going backwards, which was quite a clever tactical switch that Johnson made playing LU and through the middle. Um, obviously, McCurdy prefers to play through the middle himself, but he works really hard off the ball, which made a difference. He was uh, happy to take the ball on the feet or spin him behind. You know, he won a, a few fills and... You know, I, I thought he was quite important for us uh, defensively. I don't want to say too much on McCurdy, but I'm certainly not as impressed after Saturday as I know a lot of fans are. Harry, what did you make of McCurdy's performance? Um, yeah, I, I think there's still, um, but we're expecting an end product from. Um, he was kind of brought in as this, like he was going to bring the next batch of goals. And I think it was something that we were all quite excited for. And obviously, he's not found the back of the net yet. Um, I think his energy and effort is something to be applauded, but um, also agree with you that we do need to see something a bit more than that for someone that was kind of brought in as a marquee signing. Um, so yeah, no, like I, I think the jury's still out, not in a negative way. I think that for me, I think he does need consistent minutes from the start of a game. I think throwing him on for twenty minutes at the end doesn't really cut it. But um, yeah, no, I, I thought he was good, not great at the weekend. I'm not again, not a slight on him. I just don't think he impacted too much in the final third, but. Even if you look at the way he celebrated Josh Campbell's goal, like mm. I think he is dead into the club and he's got a passion for it. He wants to do well. Um, so it's a good starting point. But um, whilst, whilst I'm chatting my nonsense, um, there's a couple obvious ones that I won't mention, so I'll leave them up to you. But um, for his overall game, I thought David Marshall had his best game in a long time. I think that coming out and punching um, balls that came in, I think his distribution was a lot better than usual. And I think he actually topped Rocky Bushiri from last season in terms of pointless Picking the ball out of the park that made the fans celebrate. Um, at the end of the game, they launched the ball into the Aberdeen fans that um, sounded like it got more cheers than the actual goals did. So I, I found that very amusing. So good on you, Dave. That was fucking fantastic, by the way. <laughs> and then, I, I, even though it was 6 0 at the time, I was about like, they're, they're going to score for you. <laughs> but no, that, that was so good. And I, I think I've seen someone tweet, or oh, David Marshall taking kick it the way you're facing. Literally. <laughs> No, I think there was a purpose to that, uh, as far as I'm concerned. I think he'd been taking stick the majority of the half, and I think it was a little bit of a get it right up you to them. Um, look, there was the ha- I've just seen there's been a question or two coming about Jago and Yuan, so I'll maybe avoid them, but McGeady for me was taking the utter piss out of Aberdeen. The utter piss. <clears throat> yeah, you learn. And I think, like, you, I think you're starting to see where the McGee that the quality is still absolutely there. I think pro- pretty much consistently since the World Cup, he has been good, but fitness seems to be building up. I think he got hooked at the right time, but real, real positive, positive performance. I think that was probably his best game in a Hibs shirt. And I actually think him and Stevenson are getting a fair bit of decent understanding. Um, on the left hand side, I think a full back like Stevenson's probably good for McGee as well. I think he gives them enough room to operate in that sense. It, you know, like sometimes I think fullbacks can be prone to going in the winger space. Uh, and, but Stevenson maybe not being as attacking as, say, a Cadden on the right hand side 
means McGeady can go outside or inside. Really, really impressed with him on, on Saturday. Um, but it's time to wax lyrical about Josh Campbell. Harry, three goals, two assists, um, one magnificent diving header. Um, just how good was he on Saturday and just how important is he to this Hibs team? I, th- I think um I think he's been really good for like quite quite a long period of time. I don't think he's really had a bad game since um we've come back from Christmas and uh, finally he's actually um got the goals uh well goal contributions in a game to pay dividends for that. Um I think the first goal was like a proper poacher's goal. It's the type of thing I'd expect to see from like Evan Nisbet or Martin Boyle, not uh, Josh Campbell sticking at the back post to tuck it in. Um obviously a great delivery from Joe Newell for the corner for the second one, but that header. That is that is total football. That's the type of thing that, as a football fan and a football purist, you just love to see. Like it's such a gorgeous goal. But um, yeah, no, I, th- I think he's been fantastic the whole season. Um, I think even uh, the the Nisbet goal, he's the one that like the ball gets knocked out. He wins the second header and then ends up um, setting up the goal. Like he's just got that drive and effort that he goes the whole game. And he's got a technical ability that we just didn't see last season. When I think it's fair to say even all of us doubted him. Um, but yeah, yeah I, I thought I thought he was brilliant yesterday or the day before. He was pigeonholed into a position last year that very clearly wasn't his natural place to play. Um, I was very critical that last year I felt Josh Campbell just passed the ball the way he faced. This year, I still think at times he can be guilty of it. But you know, when he gets his tail up, he does look like a real good player. And Greg Saturday was he was really flying from the off, wasn't he? Um, it was almost like a man possessed on Saturday, and I don't really understand why. But he, he was determined to get in the box. He was determined to make things happen. He was he was fluid in his play. He was always shown as an option. He's definitely got that side to his game. I think this season's been a big improvement on on what uh, what we've seen last year. Obviously, I think last week after the Hearts pre uh, after the Hearts review, I sort of said that. He's all effort, not maybe a lot of ability, but I'm I'm more than happy to be proved wrong on these things because it means that these these players are contributing and putting a good shift for a Berlin football club and ultimately want to win games and want these players to to be doing well. Um, so yeah, I was very impressed with them, and I think his assist for Nisbet's goal is just delicious. Great pass, way. Great He's just absolutely delicious, and I mean that goal. Alone is just unbelievable. Liquid. Absolutely. Liquid indeed. Uh, right, Ryan, I'm going to come to you on this one, but this is very much open forum. Josh Campbell, um, eight goals, like four or five assists. Why, why isn't he now being touted for a Scotland call-up in March if he continues this form? Like, genuinely, if this was a player at the old farm. I- I'll give you an honest answer. It's because he plays in green and white in Edinburgh. That's my God's honest opinion. He's playing for Hibs. Hibs don't tend to have many players called up to international duty. Look at Ryan Portis. Look how, how long it took him being in and around the squad before he was given a call-up. There had to be an injury crisis before he was given a cap. I think um, Josh Campbell is more than good enough to be in the squad at the very least. Um, he's, he's, he's definitely knocking on the door. I don't think you can ignore form like that. So... Yeah, if he keeps if he keeps going on the trajectory that he is, he won't be far off Scotland cap, and that can only benefit us in terms of uh, sell on uh, value. Obviously, we don't want to sell him, but these things make a difference, and it's one more player that Lee Johnson can talk about international caps about. 
Uh, Greg, Harry, what what would you be your? Is it still too early or? I I, I don't want to be a negative, uh, Nancy. But the boy the boy's twenty two and he's having his first breakout season. Um, I, th- I think to to be in this like I think central midfield for Scotland is one of the few positions that we've got quite a few decent players in. Um, and as much as I love Josh Campbell, I think he's playing really well. I don't think he's quite at that level yet. Um, yeah, I I I wouldn't be surprised if there's teams down south sniffing around, maybe like bottom end championship that could take a stab at him, but I don't think he's quite at that level where he's getting a look in from Scotland. Like as you say, it's impressive the season he's having. But yeah, per- personally I just think there's like a technical ability that you need that he's not shown on a consistent enough basis to actually get him into the frame for that. Like to be fair, the, the question's valid, but for me I don't think he's quite there yet. I just well, think if you look at for him and and base it on merit as opposed to reputation, he's uh, he'd be up there in terms of numbers. I know, but stats stats don't get you in the Scotland squad. I think international football, especially, is a lot more about the eye test. Well, no, no, absolutely. But I mean, Ryan Jack seems to get in the squad every week, and he's just a hatchet man. Every um, every to, so often. Just to bring it back to to players who don't spit the dummy out on Instagram. Um, I think that Josh Campbell maybe this season. We've um, we've seen a, a better version of him. Um, not to quote Jack Ross, but. <laughs> Maybe maybe his better games <clears throat> last season we didn't really praise him enough. Yeah, and maybe maybe the games this season where he's maybe struggled in, they seem a lot worse than what they are because of the standard he has set at times this season. He's been around for a while uh, within the first team, so uh, it's good to see him sort of try sort of, sort of kicking on now. Um, and look, he's a crucial part of that midfield, isn't he? When yeah, I mean, on, you've seen the one game, that game. He, the one game that he got moved out there, at right back yeah. against Dundee United, we missed him massively. I think we all agreed on yeah. that after that game. Like for me, Campbell's best games last year, I think we all agreed, were sort of Celtic Rangers derbies, and we were all sort of pinning yeah. that down to his sort of his work rate. He was very industrious, you know, closing people down, snapping at the heels of players like Cal McGregor. I think I remember him doing that. A very good job of that. Uh, Easter Road in the game under Maloney was it now now? Yeah, yeah. Um, but initially it does feel like you have seen that that side still very much there. But then, you know, he's five goals against Aberdeen. You know, and in, in the games that are still important, he's he's stepping up. But I think he's producing and justifying his selection in the team against the lesser teams if you like in the league and I know it's such a fucking high and mighty thing to say but you know the games last year where you felt like what is the point in them being in the team this year I think he's absolutely stepped up and more than right now you're having him in the team of Kyle McGuinness every single day of the week right? I would say so yeah um, on current form I absolutely but I think you also need to take it on current form you can't just start picking players because they've done something good three four weeks ago they've been out for three four weeks you can't just bring them straight back in yeah, Josh Agreed. Campbell's been Agreed. consistently in this team, and he's and he's done well at times. Other times, maybe he's not done so well. But one thing that has been the constant is his effort, and that's I know that's bare minimum, but you still have to turn up and put the effort. Absolutely right. Let, let's move on to uh, listener questions and get our subjects going. So, very first question that we got in this morning was from Mason Forrest. How well did we play? Was it due to us, or was it partly down to how bad Aberdeen actually are? Um, I want to. I'm, I have a feeling that use fee might go in a similar way here. I don't want to remove too much credit from Hibs. Aberdeen were bad, but let's be honest. Yeah, they're on a bad form, but coming into the game, they're above us in the league. 
they they still do have threats in the final third and Hibs started the game really well and on the front foot and I think Aberdeen did throw the towel in after the second goal maybe not maybe the third goal but we put them there I, I still I was still very impressed with Hibs of the weekend regardless of that Aberdeen team how badly that team plays, you still need to score goals and you still need to impose your style on the game. And that's exactly what we've done. We've done it early. We've done it well. And I, by when it was 2-0, the game was over and they weren't going to come back. They looked dead. But that, that's because of us. That's not because of them. That's because we've gone and we've scored we've scored the goals and we've we've been aggressive going forward. We've been solid defensively. So look for every bit. Aberdeen were maybe lacking in areas where they were bad. Hibs were very good. And anyway, just to follow up on that, I think um, the, the key, if you watch the highlights, especially the goals back, the key areas that um, it looks like Aberdeen uh, were very poor with the set pieces, but we still scored. Um, I, I would count the penalty because that was just kind of like a like penalty. Like we played good football to win the penalty. Um, so if you take with that, we still scored three goals without Aberdeen giving us giving them to us. You know. Um, so yeah, no, I, I I think we were worthy. Um, I th- I think if Lee Johnson made his comment about um we were due uh giving someone a beating like that at some point, I think if he made that about um maybe late September, start of October time, it would have made sense. And um, I feel of late we didn't look like we were scoring more than one goal against anybody in the league. So to say that we were expecting six was a bit rash. But yeah, no, I I think um. Uh, in fairness to Lee Johnson, I've slagged them off quite a bit of late, but I think he set the team up well. He picked the correct team um, and they paid it back for him. Um, I think one thing that worked very well, something that I don't want to go into too much detail because I think it gets asked later on, um, Paul Hamlin and Will Fish. I was literally um, just coming on to that next question. From okay, I'll, 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 so pack it in, Harry. But Ryan, is, Ryan so... you, if, if you've got comments, if you think Hibs um, deserve full credit, you can go. <laughs> yeah, I would say that my emphasis is more on the positives of Hibernian as opposed to the negatives from Aberdeen. I'm not interested in Aberdeen or how they played. You've got to beat the team that's put out in front. And uh, they've done the job. They got it done early so that they could enjoy the rest of the game. And you could see how well they played and, you know, the, the inventiveness of some of the players when the pressure was off and the spaces started to open up for the likes of McGeady and, and Yuan especially. So that was only possible when we stood on the throat of Aberdeen. So we had to be we had to be kind of on top for periods of the game to allow that to happen, which we did do. So I yeah, can I just pull up. Can I just pull up Harry on his point about he doesn't he doesn't know why sort of that's not that's been said, but even last week we had twenty one shots on goal. Getting shots away isn't the issue. Getting shots away is absolutely fine, but we don't score enough, and the stats and the XG will show that, but. So I, I, understand, I understand for once what he's saying and that we were due to give someone an absolute hiding because we get shots off 15, 16 plus times a, a game, but we don't always score the goals that we deserve. But I, so I, don't, me, I don't think we, I think we created several quality chances in that game against Aberdeen that we've not created against many other teams. I think we've created half chances quite, quite a, often, a, but we've not created chances point. against Aberdeen. But we are still getting the shots away ultimately. So we've got seventeen goals in eight games since the World Cup now. Obviously, that's significantly skewed <laughs> after the six, six no. But still, uh, it's a weird one, eh? Because you you can't ignore the derbies, and nor should you. 
But no. you know, see, see if you look solely at the league form, maybe since the World Cup, it's not been bad. Could have been better, but you know, you've you've lost the Ibrox, you've had a really good 45 minutes there, and then a less good 45 minutes in the second half. Quite poor against Celtic, poor in the Derby, but you've beat Livingston comfortably, you've beat Aberdeen resoundingly, good win away at Motherwell. Frustrating points dropped against Dundee United, but again, you've got the you've kept going till the end of the game. So the derbies are obviously a massive black mark in there, but in and around it, post World Cup Hibs haven't been probably as bad as what as fans we probably felt because of yeah. the massive the because ma- you can't get away from the fact that the derbies are huge and they they do override a lot of other things, you know, like. You know, you, you very quickly can forget about beating Livingston 4 0 comfortably at home when you go and lose a Derby 3 0. But things maybe aren't as bad as what they felt. And it is amazing what one win can do. And I, I think that that's especially a resounding one like that. But yeah, next question was from Sean. Uh, can you get G to confirm? He said Paul Hamlin was outstanding just for recording things you like think you'd never hear. He was outstanding. And there's no okay. getting away from that. Um, really solid. One every header, one every tackle. Just, just, just exactly what you want to see. Even his crossfield ball came off at the weekend. So. <laughs> I thought Fish and Hanlon looked solid. How do you, you, you think they were good, but you think it's a bit, maybe too much praise from what you said to us, um, on Yeah, no, no. So, like the the thing is for me, like I, I, I think they were good and they'd done their job. I don't think they were put under too much pressure, which obviously like they can only deal with what they're put against. Um but I, I think um I, I don't know if someone sent it to us or if it was just something I saw on Twitter, but um they were just defenders defending. Like with Porches and Bashiri, like there is always the expectation that we're going to play out quite often from the back. But as we said, like Fish several times just got the ball and lumped it forward in the direction of Yuan or Nisbet. Like I, I don't think that's necessarily a bad thing for your centre back to do. And then Hanlon obviously loves his crossfield ball. Um, and then when the ball was coming near them, like Chibriah's uh, always an imposter for um, trying to bring the ball down when he could hit it clear. I think every time the ball came near Fish in the air, he just like he timed it well and just nodded it away. Um, I think it's something that we've not really experienced just having defenders defending at Easter Road for a while. So um, obviously that's not the be-all and end-all, but I think that did help them kind of look calm together, knowing there wasn't the pressure of them having to actually lead the attacks from the back. Yeah. Well, I do think that's a very valid point. Uh, right, Craig Robertson, Ryan. For me, the same team starts tomorrow. Thought, thought Jago was cracking and Yuan, just the usual from him. Um, any changes for you to the start in 11 for Ross County and... Uh, yeah, go much yeah. I, I, I'd go much the same, although I would have uh, Lisbeth back in from McCurdy and just switch him and Yuan so that Lisbeth's through the middle. Yeah, Aye, that would be my team. Yeah, I, th- I think that um, everybody else deserves to keep their place if they're all fit. McCurdy didn't have a bad game, but Lisbeth just carries that real goal threat. Very potent at the minute. I don't think you can leave a player like that on the bench. And if he's in the squad, it's a uh, big, big sign for us that he's going nowhere. So. Right. I'd be looking forward to that. Is that the consensus? Uh, the only thing I, I saw McPartland report today, the only reason that Nisbet didn't start at the weekend is because he got a dead leg the game before. Um, so That's it was bad. actually like a slight niggle as opposed to um, like going to Millwall and back. So I thought it was because he travelled. So, but yeah. But dead leg's like two days, so 
I know, but it, it said in that there was potential for him not to start at County for the same reason. So I just thought I'd throw that. I know. Well, do you know what? He's had a dead leg. Come on, let, let's get real. I think here, right? I, I might be wrong here, right? But and it might have been your hero, Greg Roy Keane, but I might. Ah, he never got dead legs. No, but some, he gave there dead someone, legs. There was someone at a fairly level, fairly high level. I'm sure it was Man U related. And they were out for like months with a dead leg. Like it just didn't shift. But anyway, that's a total uh, sidetrack. Jimmy J. Yeah, but, but see, see now with what the technology you get, you can remove dead legs, I'm right. sure, pretty, pretty quickly. Otherwise, but... uh, Jimmy Jago, good, good, good second. Uh, good second uh, game for Hibs. For me, definitely looked better than he did against Hearts. I think I still think the Derby passed him by a little bit. I do. Yeah, yeah, I think the game was played at a slower pace. It was less frantic. Um, as I said last week, he would settle and he had the opportunity to do that on Saturday. Um, shuttled across the pitch, side to side fairly well, and shot off the passing lanes, going into the striker's feet, which is ultimately what he's there for, to break things up and uh, kept things simple, neat and tidy. We don't don't need him to go on mazes or, or spray passes. He done his job really well. Mm. And uh, yeah, I mean, he's got limitations to his game and he's not the most mobile, but if he can read the game as well as he did on Saturday, then he'll be all right going forward. So seems to be a, a, a decent player. Done his job, Greg. He did do his job. Holland slicing at the pitch um, when there was no need to in the first half. Um, that was noted in, in the notepad pretty pretty sharply. <laughs> um, but other than that, he was winning for tackles. He was, <clears throat> yeah, he, he was freeing up Newell almost to, to, to go and affect the game. And I thought, I thought that's, I don't think it's a coincidence that Newell played his best game in a while. Because um, when Newell's on it, he, he is he's a very good football player, but, but we don't see that enough from him. Yeah. Uh, friend of the pod, Lee Rose. If Hibbs managed to catch Hart, would he get the McCurdy cut? Um, probably not. I'm going to lie to you. Wait, wait, maybe, maybe Lee could do it while the hair he's got now. I was going to say, but I, I thought, is that... but. Is that nah, if he game? cuts that, it's no growing back. Like, no way. <laughs> sorry, sorry, Lee, but Jesus, if you shave that, it's never coming back, son. Um, right. Is re- is it realistic to think we can catch Hearts, Harry? I, I I don't think so. I think um, as much as I hate them, I think their squad is um quite deep at the moment. Um, and as as I, as I said, Willie Johnson, I think the form of the team, I, th- I think there is a very good chance we go and win our next couple of games, but. I do feel that when we get beat, it won't be one defeat in a row, and it's likely that we'll lose about five or six on the trot. It just seems to be the way. Um, I know that's the thing that Sunderland fans used to complain about as well when he was in charge of them. Um, so yeah, I, I I don't I think that fourth is potential, but I also think that ninth is still potential. Um, I I I think I was probably a bit hasty saying that we were in a relegation battle. I think that that's dead and buried now, thankfully. Um, but yeah, I, I don't I don't think we'll finish above Hearts realistically. Cool. Uh, right, Greavesy, how many signings need to be made by the close of the window and what positions need urgent attention? Surely any signings need experience. Youth loans from down south only stop our own youth players breaking in. I do think that was sent in prior to um, CJ Egan Riley signing. Who see, like, my initial thoughts were definitely very hesitant on that. Um, I'm going to just be 100% honest with you and say it right now, I know nothing about the player and I've never seen him play and I'm not going to claim that he's a good player because he's got pedigree. Um, we can say that about a lot of players at Hibs at the minute, but pedigree doesn't count for, for much unless you can do it on the park. 
Yeah, I was quite hesitant. How many players have come up from England? And how many players have come up from England and not done anything? Yeah, yeah, I won't judge you. Your eyes don't like you. You make a you make a judgment call when when he plays. Uh, right, aye. So obviously that's that's come in since uh, Greaves' question. So it'll be interesting to see what his thoughts are now. But knowing that we have signed a centre back slash right back slash defensive midfielder, um, Greg, what more do we need before the window closes um, tomorrow night, Tuesday night, and what positions? Um... Yeah, that's what I'd be looking at, which is what Patrick I don't know if you've seen the article, Patrick McPartner yeah. pretty much suggested today it'll be an experienced centre half permanently or nothing. Um yeah. which I think I'd be alright with. Yeah. Um, if that was if that was where if if that was the window, um that with Nisbet staying, obviously. Um, I think it's a, a lot. A lot of stuff is getting rid of the players that we don't mm. actually need, and and that don't really contribute anything to the squad. So we've done that, which is good. Yeah. Do the club deserve credit just for, you know, <laughs> right? Okay. <sighs> Clearing up their mess. Yeah, they signed. I think, them I think we've done alright to get rid of of bodies. So we've done quite well to get fees for certain players. The Melkison deal, if if it's a permanent in the summer, is is a good deal. Um. So I think they've done some decent business, but as you say, the fee for Dimitri Mitchell's unbelievable. Mm. To be honest, ah, there seems to be some chat tonight, Harry. About I know we've went away from it here in terms of who we want in, but I know I know that you want another centre back. I don't need to ask that. Um, there seems to be some talk about you and Henderson potentially going down to join up with Sean Maloney again, um, and it seems to be suggested it would be a permanent deal, um. It would that would be a disappointing one, wouldn't it? Unfor- like you know, probably the right move, but disappointing in the sense that I think all of us thought it was going to be better. I I think it's it's frustrating because I think it's at the stage now where I'm wanting um Henderson to be good as opposed to expecting him to be good. Um, mm-hmm. it's there's I, I I'm still adamant there's a player there, but I just for me it's a physicality. Um, he just for me he's very very weak when he's on the ball, and it's just it's just not good enough. Um. And realistically, I think there's in a team that we've criticised quite a lot this season, he's probably about the sixth choice that you'd thrown. I think there's youngsters ahead of him. I think Jake Doyle Hayes hasn't played since maybe two appearances this season. I'd put him in ahead of him. Um, so if we get a fee for um, Ewan Henderson um, and get a little sell-on clause in case he does turn good, um, I definitely wouldn't say no personally. Right. Greg Ryan, same, same echo Harry's thoughts on that one. Yeah, I don't think he gives anything else. Than what a youth team player like Murray can give, if I'm honest. And in fairness to him as well, he played his best football for Hibs under Maloney, so maybe could we find that if he went back down south? I thought he was good under Maloney, but I just feel like, uh, I, I don't know, he looks lost at the moment. Which is a shame because it's not uh, nice to see, but ultimately it's a, it's a difficult industry, isn't it? You know, if you have a few bad games, you get dropped and then you're out of the picture. So. And standards wise, the what you call it, Wigan at the moment are closer to the League Cup group stage than the Scottish Premier League, so they'll do well down there. Aye, right. right. Next point came in from Mike Howie Trucker. McCurdy was like a terrier, he chased everything and played well. There's definitely a player in there. Judging after he's had a few full starts, I think that's that is fair. Um, 
I would like to see him get a run in the team, but I think with Nisbet's form, Yuan's form, he, 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 he's simply not going to get it. He is, you know, in that front three, he's fourth, I would say, behind uh, Magidi, Yuan and Nisbet for the front three positions. Um, I was more impressed with what I seen on Saturday, but I'm still not, I'm still not fully there. Um, but we have spoken about him quite a lot, so we'll move on to the next one. Uh, Freddie White, is it possible to slam a revolving door? Um, at the, um, it is because if you push it too hard, it stops. Correct. There you um, go. Is, is that a metaphor? Or is that just the full question? Oh, well, there's a few more. Do stairs go up or down? Is the S or C in silence sent? What is the S or C the one that you can hear in sent? I think he means, uh, yes, so I and then. Oh, and can we play like that every week? <laughs> uh, right, let's, let's don't care, don't care, don't care. <laughs> hope so. They're short buyers' questions. Move on. In relation to that last question, um, I think part of my frustration is this: the team that played there, uh, for the most part, apart, apart from Jago, and then obviously a couple of players because um, injuries throughout. Um, that like we're capable of putting that those performances all week in week out, and I think that's been part of the frustration. Um, there's no reason why we couldn't have played exactly like that against Hearts, or even against the old firm. I think if we played to that level, I think we could give them a run for their money as well. Um, I think that now we've put in that performance, we go up and shit the bed at County, I think there'll rightly be a lot of very angry fans. Um, so yeah, I think it should be an expectation that we put in that level of performance every week. Absolutely. To bring in a football cliche, Saturday's result only becomes a good result if we go back up tomorrow night. Let's feel big tomorrow, eh? Like, if you can go and back it up... Um... You put a little bit of pressure on Livingston and Hearts before their game um, the following night. I think I'm assuming Livingston have a game. I know Hearts got Rangers, aye? Correct me, yeah. yeah so. uh, Logan Simpson, the boy I'm saying. Uh, would you rather Kukarevich or Yuan on a permanent if you could only have one? Kukarevich. Yuan. Ryan? Kukarevich. Because we've still got Boyle to come back from an injury who can kind of slot into that Yuan position. Yeah, I'm going to say Kukarevich for that reason as well. I do think Yuan is kicking on and, you know, maybe by the end of the season I'll have changed my opinion. But I think Kukarevich, best option down the middle other than Nisbet. Whereas... Offers us something a bit different, doesn't he? If McGeady can be on Boyle, was, if everyone's fully fit, is Yuan even playing? Yes. Uh... I don't know, his it's final ball and his execution sometimes isn't as good as what it should be. It's his job, Greg. <coughs> you, did he change your tune now, son? <laughs> Absolutely. That's why he's at Hibs. Because maybe he's not the most consistent, but who, who at Hibs is consistent every week? No, absolutely. You're, you're, you're correct. Uh, right, so sharp, Ryan. Pack it up. <laughs> Next question. Wait, wait, wait. I, I want to hear, why would you have... That, that just sounds like blatant recency bias to me. Why would you have um, Ellie Yuan over Kukarevich? Cheers, Harry. Just, just think Ellie Yuan's got that little bit extra. That He's a show pony. He's of... a good player, though. Oh, here we go. I'm He's going not to a like... show pony, though, is he? Because he's actually good for that. A show pony is someone that does it and can't quite pull it off, but he is genuinely good with it. I think he had, I think he has a different dynamic to the front three. I would take him. Greg, you said he was fat if everyone was fully fit. So, over McGeady? Yep. 
Um, yeah, I would say uh, no. I would probably play him through the middle. Isn't it? Well, yeah, I would say so. Four four two. Four four fucking two. Why not play four four two? No, no. Thing is, I I think I think if you play you and Nisbet together, right? They complement each other. Nisbet can go through the middle. You and can maybe drift out wide. Just two different strikers. Who gets the midfield role? Defenders problems. Who gets the two yeah. others in your team? Josh Campbell and who? Matty Jack. Boy, John Young. Do you know, it's funny. Then, as well. Harry and Mem- then obviously, McGeady on the left and the... Yeah, no, Boyle on the right. Boyle on the right, sorry. Um, yeah. Harry mentioned, just to go back and have a little bit, I think yeah, Harry talked about Hart's squad and obviously how they need it because they get so many injuries. Fuck me. We how different could our season have looked if we could have just had what half the injuries that we've had? Nisbet and Boyle haven't stood on the same pack. Kukarevich and Nisbet haven't ste- took a step on the same pitch. Just when Kukarevich was getting going, he gets injured. Like Boyle's out for the entire season. McGeady was missing up up until the World Cup. Like McGinnis. Yeah, McGinnis. Rocky. Chadden. Aye, right. out against Hearts. But thing, thing is, right, you look at this and think, oh, well... That is the main game, but... A lot of the players are starters, and then you think, oh, well, if you could have potential starters on the bench that are good enough to start, then superb. Yeah, that's it. And, like, I do... And, and injuries are a thing. We knew Nisbet's injury before <sighs> the season, etc. You know, it was carrying over. Boyle's got a history of it. McGeady has a history of it. So, you know, you could make all these arguments but I still think we have been unfortunate with injuries and I think it's probably not something that as a fan base and definitely in the media we probably actually not lent on it enough you know it's not an excuse but you know if you can't put your best team out and you've you know we maybe laughed at Lee Johnson when he describes it as football IQ but there was a period of time where we weren't getting our best players on the park and it feels like we're gradually getting back to there with the exception of Boyle Um, right next question David over the last five years, on average, how many first-team players that play each week come from the academy? The academy is important for football, but how important is it for Hibs' first-team success? Well, I think the first part of that question is no very many. Over the last five yeah. years, Hanlon and Stevenson, for a period of time... Gamble. Gamble now. For a period... Are we even, right, are we even crediting Josh Doig with the Hibs' academy? He was there for about two years. Well, I would say so, I, because he came through the academy. They mm. played at Hibs in the nope. academy. So Did they know sign for Hibs about a year before they made his debut? Ah, but it's not played for the youth team. Right, okay. Fair, not fair. And then what? Portis. Well, Portis as well. Portis. Uh. So then... Campbell, Portis, Hanlon, Stevenson, Doig. So a chunk, then, we're saying. So he says, on average, how many first-team players play each week? So we maybe say... Not four, enough. Would we say four, potentially, on average, maybe? Yeah. And then, so how important is it for Hibs' first-team success? Um, well, it is important because you don't need to spend money on these players bringing them in. But you can make big money if you actually turn them into good players. I think Correct. it is important. Sure. I do, I agree. I think it is important. I do think it's important. I, 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 would, I would actually argue that it's huge for the success of the football club because it means that, ultimately, if you're bringing young players through and they're going into the first team, then the football inside of things is a success because ultimately that's the aim of the football club is surely to bring players yeah. through the academy and get them at the first team. 
it's contingency as well, isn't it? You know, like you bring, you've got if you trust in your academy, if you've if you've got even three, three or four that you know are sort of there or thereabouts that you could probably say with O'Connor, Laidlaw, McIntyre, Aitken, Murray, Johnson, etc. Now, if you know they're there or thereabouts, maybe in a year's time, if we go through a similar vein of things with injuries, then you you'd be able to fall back on them. Or you maybe don't need to go and spend money on a striker in the summer if you do feel that a Josh Connor or a Laidlaw already step up or whatever. So, no, I, I think it's massive, I do. Um, next question, Jaden. So this is this was only sent in a couple of hours ago, so this has been after the sign-in today. Would you be happy with a window if we brought in one more experienced centre-back and that was it? Also, has Ewan done enough to warrant him being signed permanently? First part of that question we've, we've covered, yes, we absolutely would be. Um, yeah. Beth, you've made your thoughts on Ewan being signed permanently. Yeah. So Harry and Ryan... Would you want them permanently? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, if, if, yeah. If both of them are an option, yeah, 100%. Aye. I've, 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 I've even said it's already going I'm Sorry, Harry, I was just going to say, I actually really like uh, Elio, and despite bickering with Greg, I just start bickering with him because it's funny. But no, I think he's got a lot of qualities <laughs> that other players don't have. I think he's pacey, he can beat a man, he can win free kicks in dangerous areas. I think he's a real asset when he's on his game, and, and Saturday was proof of that. And he can play anywhere across the country, which is which is great. Yeah. Even when for me, even when Yuan was like not really hitting his stride, and there was quite a lot of fans offside because we were getting battered by Celtic six one, and he was putting up Insta reels. Um, I always think that he's got enough potential there that it's worth taking the shot on him. And now he's actually showing that he is that good player that we could actually take on board and um and be a consistent first team player moving forward. Have we got the we've got the option to buy on him? Haven't we? I think we do with you, Anne. I think yeah. you have no idea how much it is, but I'm sure it's there. I think we've got it with you, Anne, and don't have it with Kukarevich. That's correct. If we're going to put an option to buy in a loan deal, it would obviously be a realistic fee. So he's obviously within our price range to have the option to buy. So yeah, it's well, very six figures for Melkerson, realistic. Seven. Seven, We paid six figures for him, Greg. Nah, nah, listen, it's, it's not realistic. But hey, we've got the better end of the deal there if he goes. Uh, the, the, only, the only thing with Yuan, but I think he maybe lacks, is that he's maybe not the most natural finisher. However, he makes up for that in everything else he does, in my opinion. He works hard. He'll, he's not afraid to take players on and turn them inside out. He actually, does he lack for confidence, does he? He actually I felt almost a little bit sorry for Graham Shinny. I'm tied at half time. Ahead, should have been so. He should have been, should been sent off. Should have been booked. Yeah, absolutely. And, and actually, what, just to just to, just to come on to the, the youth players there that, that came on, just as a wee tangent, um, <clears throat> physically, more than matched what, what was being put in front of them. Um, McIntyre bodied, bodied McCrory. I think he maybe looked um, a little bit off at pace-wise, though. <clears throat> uh, Stevenson went gallant. I think, I think he, he had a pass that was never going to reach its destination. Uh, 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 but other than that, I think, I think he actually done pretty well. Um, and Josh O'Connor was physical with Liam Scales and ultimately that's why he won the penalty. Aye, Liam, Greg, so, this yeah. is not Liam Scales, actually. I forgot a tad just... <laughs> yeah, um, I don't know why Liam Scales has been played at centre-half for a start. Um, <laughs> you and Liam were adamant that Hibbs should have been he, after He's him. a left-back. No, no, he, he, no, no. he is a left-back. Stop retracting. Um, that wasn't the call. Hibbs should have... And, and he's been played at centre-half. I Jack Fitzwater because we beat them 4-0. Liam Scales' team have conceded nine goals in two games at Easter Road and he's been sent off twice. Yep. That's not a good look, is it? <laughs> 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 
But no, I, I think I think in a, in a better defence, Liam Scales probably looks a little bit better than what he does and playing in his right position. But I don't really know what's going on at the Aberdeen defence. I mean, that Anthony Stewart is anyway, uh, one of the worst centre-halves I've ever seen in the league and he's, he was made captain as soon as he came in the door. So. Yeah, if you think that Anthony Stewart's a good player, you must be some clown, by the way. Oh, my God, he is terrible. Is a shame. I, don't was, I don't know who he was at previously, but Christ, they must have been having a fucking party driving him up. Guys, I look at manager. I'd be driving him up, making sure he got there. Give him a piggyback, guys. We'll drog him up. Any, at all costs, he will go to Aberdeen so to be bad. captain. All costs. Like, there's none about him. Right, last, uh, last few... This is from Harry's mate, Jack Kelly. This Egan Riley looks top class and seems to know his place at the club. Heard a couple of names floating about. Reckon if we could bring in either another centre-back and a full-back, it'd be a great window. If not, just a full-back. What would you need to happen for you to see it as a great window? So maybe that's a little bit different from what we've had so far. Uh, so that's the sort of Hibs one, and then he reverts off to a separate question. So we'll cover the Hibs one first. Great window for me centre back left back aye and I'd actually do you know actually I think I'd be pretty happy if we signed a, as long as the players are right ultimately you know you know, if we sign a centre back that can come in permanently and you know looks the real deal and a starting left back that someone that will and this is not meant as any insult someone that is finally capable of seeing off Lewis Stevenson I think if you do that, then this has been a great window. With the players that you've got out, Jago looks a pretty good pickup. Nisbet stayed ultimately, despite a mad 48 hours. I think that would be pretty good. Yeah, no, I, th- I think um, I think just because of the state of the Hib squad the last couple of years, we've all kind of wanted massive overhauls in January, but I think realistically the way that January's went's probably been about what we can possibly expect and um, i got a message and I'm, I'm trying not to laugh because my sister sent a message today saying she if we get two center backs a right back a left back and a good center mid we'll be sorted for the window <laughs> 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 the deadline days tomorrow make them on um but yeah no i think um built full back is, is slightly concerning just because we've not seen any of the backup options properly to um Hadden. I know we've had Miller in pre-season. What did you make of Miller on Saturday when he came? I, I, I thought he looked good. I think he. I, I think the main thing that we picked up on pre-season is he's strong. Um, I think you can see that just in the way he carries himself. But um, I think he just needs more minutes under his belt so we can actually see what he's properly like. Um, and then left back, like I love Lewis Stevenson, but as I've said before, I'm more than happy for him to play 10, 15 games a season. But he shouldn't be expected to play 35 games a season. It's ridiculous. But he ended up with 30 plus again, isn't he? I, I know, it's mad. Like, obviously, credit to him, he's, he's an absolute gem, but it just shouldn't be the case. Um, so, fully agree. I, for me, I just want that permanent centre back, guys. I've, be, I've been asking for about nine windows now. It's all I want. <laughs> Greg, Ryan, great window. It would be Liam Lindsay, Ethan Edahon. And James McLean swap deal with you and Henderson at Lincoln. Ethan Erehon is a way to to Lincoln City, yeah. which is a real shame. Lincoln oh, fucking oh, City. Three hundred and fifty grand. Decent P for St. Mirren. Uh for me to for it to be a great window, it's really important that Kevin Nisbet stays. Uh and then a left back in the centre half. That would make it great. As long as the left back and centre half were of quality to be in the first team 
straight away. So let's let's just get this clear because um, I think that will wrap us up on transfer questions. Um, I do think up the slope this week, Harry and Liam are going to record, and I do think it will be transfer-related unless that changes, but if the window shut now, squad as is, good window? Okay, we well, a couple of months' time. Okay, window, we've shifted it a lot of deadwood. We've shifted out what we had to shift out, with the exception of maybe a couple of those, but... I'd still yeah, be, it's been be okay. a bit worried at centre-back. I really, as my, yeah, yeah. I would still probably feel good with that potential of it backfiring ultimately post Rocky's yeah. injury. And but look, we don't know, we don't know how CJ is gonna turn it. You know, he could. You know, we, we I think we have been we're skeptical of you know we've been burned by loan signings in the past, but yeah. you know, that that's absolutely nothing to do with him. So you know he could he could be coming in and be an yeah. absolute player. Um, and yeah, yeah, he gets our full support. Good luck yeah. to the lad. Yeah, absolutely gets our full support. Right, Jack's second question: What's your go-to TV show when you're doing nothing and just want something to cheer you up and pass the time? Harry strikes me as an always sunny in Philadelphia type. Up the Hibs, you're spot on there. Uh, that's an absolute cop out though, because if he's not talking about Hibs, he's talking about the Philadelphia Eagles or the fucking was it seventy Sixers or whatever. But I don't. I'll answer for Harry. That is his show. He loves it. Uh, Ryan, what's your go-to show? Babe Station. <laughs> <laughs> Now, uh, Sons Anarchy, I quite like. I've watched that quite a few times. I've been through Breaking Bad a few times. I like something that you've got to pay attention to. So. Greg? Uh, White Gold. Oh, good show. Huge fan. Huge good. fan. Good. Um, for some reason, I actually quite like The Good Place. I don't think oh, yes. I've seen that. Oh, I don't think that would be right up my street, but I, I seem to enjoy it. Um, yeah, still game. Yes. Royal Family is good. So yeah, I'm a still game. That, that that's the proper royal family. <laughs> <laughs> Abolish the monarchy. Uh, still game for me. Um, although I am on, as Greg knows, and I have been for a while. I, I, I banned myself from watching it because it was just an obsession for a while. Um, but I like I like Big Bang Theory, Friends. Um, I do like Always Sunny in Philadelphia as well. Um, and I start I've actually started rewatching that a little bit. So real, real, really good show actually. Right, Wait, I just I, I, I not get to chime in with a few extras as well. Oh, go um, on. Great, great show. Go on, always sunny. Sorry. One, I think I'm gonna get pelters from Greg for this. But see if I'm just proper in a chilled mood. I love a good four in a bed sesh. Such a good show, mate. Oh, so so good. good. I, I, I can I watch it all day every day. I also like come down with me. Four in a bed is fucking unbelievable. Tell yeah, yeah. everyone goes on the top of the mattress to look on top of the wardrobe to see if there's stuff. <laughs> the no, seriously, there's what are we talking about? Boys? Come on. I love that when they're sitting on the table and then. Do you guys ever watch Gogglebox? Aye, it's yeah, right. Do you get in the pure posh couple that always get drunk? Yeah, yeah, yeah. If you go on Netflix, they're on one of the four in a beds. Like they've actually got a B and B, and they were the hosts on class. <laughs> class, watch it on Netflix. You've got so, Twitch well, a good laugh. Whereas Naked Attraction's a good laugh. <laughs> I don't know about Naked Attraction. I watched it once with my mate's mum, and it was like, wow. She well, was that, in the well, room, well, and it was so weird. <laughs> and I was like, "What is going on here?" And I was like, "No, I was so uncomfortable." Did, did that end up? So that's a good laugh. Also, first dates is good. 
First days is good. That's that's a uh, feel good. That that warms your little stone cold heart, though, Greg, doesn't it? Uh, no, it Liar. doesn't. Because, Liar. Um, yeah. I'll give you that. Although I do, I'll do watch it. My notepad, I think that's fucking good shit. That actually, that was quite a good line. That taking notes. (laughs) John is going to wrap us up tonight uh, with a slightly different question, obviously to please Greg. What did I do? Lunch. See that. Greg, tell us what did you have for lunch? You were on a day off today, so I'm assuming there was no meal deals. No. Um, So I had. Tomato soup with um, two ham and cheese pieces on brown bread. Um, obviously, I'm an athlete. Just so. just just normal sandwich. Uh, yeah, just just normal sandwich. Did dip, you dip it in, that obviously. In? Yeah, absolutely. You dip it in. Okay, absolutely. Okay. Then I'll go a bit soggy if it's not a toasty. No, because nah, you just sorry. eat it, you and you don't just chuck it in after you've dipped it in. Fuck it hell. Who doesn't put it straight in the mouth? What's going on? Start by dipping one of the corners and then just going for there and working my way through it. <laughs> Ryan, lunch. What what does lunch consist of for a for a man like yourself? Ah, uh, what a, a working a good learned man like myself. I had a He'll tell you they didn't have time for lunch. Huh? <laughs> hey, I'm a grafter, like, and I'm sure yeah, all the listeners so you keep are saying. all that. Anyway, I had a chicken tikka panini, sweet chilli sauce, lettuce, and tomato. Woof. Lovely. Aye, very nice. Lovely. Toasted. I went, for, what did I have today? I had a Mexican rice with some piri-piri chicken. It was actually delightful. Very, very good. Done the chicken. Oh, how was your Nando's yesterday, by the way? Uh, what did you have, man? Tell the listeners. I prefer not oh, to. Oh, you're going to get judged here yet. I prefer not to speak. It didn't happen. Oh, go and tell us. Oh, no, he's went to the sauce, isn't he? Don't we, be never a went, we never went. You to never that. went? And I'm very Jeez. disappointed. Um, it wasn't wasn't my decision. Um, plans would be team. happy with that. But we still have we, we still have the fifty pound voucher. Um, so it will be getting consumed asap. <laughs> Harry, what was your lunch? Well, unfortunately, as I said earlier, I was feeling a bit under the weather, so I just had some watermelon and blueberries. I was just keeping it light. What a conservative lunch that is, by the way. He lives in London, Greg. Come on. Wait It was it was was actually hand fed to me from the servants, and that you can just pick up on the streets. So that was great. Yeah. 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 (laughs) Right. uh, Hibs are playing tomorrow. Ross County, huge game. Greg, score prediction. Twenty-one nil Hibs, and it won't be pretty (laughs) because it never is. Never is. Ryan. 2 0, 2 0 Hibs. Excellent. Harry. Wait, did Greg, did you say 1 0 or 21 0? 1 0. I said a sweaty 1 0. Oh, I thought you said 21 0. That's what I thought. I was wondering why you were laughing at that. I thought that's a pretty normal answer, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> I thought you said 21 0 Hibs. It's not going to be pretty. I was like, surely that's going to be stunning if we hit 21 past someone. Um, but I, with, with no Noah and Kenna, Ross County don't. Don't intimidate me. I'm going to say 3 0 Hibs. I'm an absolute shadow of myself, but in the best way possible from last week. 3 1 Hibs, semi comfortable. That's that's what I'm going for. 3 1, uh, 1 1 half time, two goals in the second half. Put the pressure on to get into the European places, which 
we're kind of in already, depending on who wins the Scottish Cup. Um, right, plans for down the slope the rest of this week. Harry and Liam are recording up the slope later in the week, Thursday, I believe, so keep your eyes out for that. Might be subject to change. Uh, and we did have a request for a deadline day spaces, um, but we aren't doing that. There's no space. There's no space, that's it, mate. But anyone, we're not we don't want to dilute things, um, but I'm sure we will tune in to the boys over at Hibs Ramble, who are doing one after the game and with deadline day, and I'm sure that'll be very, very entertaining. Um yeah. Cheers. We'll be back next week. We've got two games that will have happened since then. Um with St. Mirren away, but we're not gonna bother with score predictions. You'll get a little bit down the slope fell from Harry and Liam in the meantime. Cheers. On the cabbage. Bye.